Hello, everyone. I would like to welcome you all to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. We have a very special episode for you today. We have a panel discussion with professionals from Dow Chemical, Atlas Cocoa, and Blue Terra. We plan on taking a deeper dive into the article titled MVR Compressor Key to Steam Energy Upgrade at the Tenusin Polyolefin Plant, published in the May issue of Hydrocarbon Processing. The article is open access, so I encourage the listeners to read the article. It's a great look at pilot project at Dow Chemicals Tenusin Plant in the Netherlands. The plant uses mechanical vapor recompression, or MVR, to upgrade low-pressure steam and reuse it to supply energy, resulting in a reduction of natural gas usage and carbon dioxide emissions. To talk about this project, I would like to welcome in our special guest, Peter Van Lemmen of Dow Chemical, Ulrich Schmitz of Atlas Cocoa, and Renee Wagveld of Blue Terra. Welcome in, gentlemen. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Excellent. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah, I'm doing fine too. Thank you. Fantastic. Before we get into the discussion, can you please let the listeners know more about your role at your respective companies or really more about your background? How about we start with you, Peter? So hello everyone, my name is Peter van Limmen, working for Dow Chemical in the Tenusa site in the Netherlands. I have a history on production, maintenance, reliability and engineering. <clears throat> My current role is a rotating equipment specialist and I have a mechanical background, mechanical engineering. And in that role, I am now currently supporting <clears throat> all the European Dow power plants. I'll focus on European power plants. We have more power plants uh, outside Europe too. All right. How about you, Ulrich? Yes, hello, everyone. My name is Ulrich Schmitz. I'm a mechanical engineer and have a background in uh, project engineering as well as sales and application engineering and uh, as well as marketing. And I'm uh, the VP marketing for Atlas Copco Gas and Process, leading the marketing organization for our division. Thank you, Ulrich. Last but not least, Renee. Yeah, hello, everyone. My name is uh, Renee Wagenveld. I studied chemical engineering and started to work in uh, the engineering and the bottlenecking of uh, different chemical plants. I did that some five years, and uh, later on, I switched to work in the field of energy consultancy. And uh, I'm working now at Blue Terra Energy Consultant for almost 14 years, um, working uh, there and active in the field of energy reduction and the novel energy concepts, and also currently involved in different routes to decarbonize energy supply of mainly large industrial companies. All right. Thank you all for the introductions. Um, now let's get started with a few questions. Uh, Peter, the first one is for you. Uh, can you give a short introduction of Dow Chemical Benelux and its activities? Yes, of course. The, the Dow Chemical is a 125-year-old company producing chemicals and facilities all over the world. Uh, the main office is in Midland in the U.S. And the Tunisian uh, site is the largest uh, Dow 
production facility outside of the, U the US. In Tunisia, we produce uh, several chemicals like uh, ethylene, propylene, and ethylene oxide. And we also produce plastic half fabricates like polyethylene and polyurethanes. And well, with most chemical uh, facilities, these require significant amounts of, uh, of steam. Uh, we have steam available at several pressures on the Dow Tunisia site. And we have our own power plant in Tunisia where the power and the steam is produced and distributed over the site. Thank you, Peter. Renee, what is Blue Terra Energy Experts and what was your role in the project? Yeah, Blue Terra Energy Experts is probably what uh, the name already suggests. We are active in the field of energy uh, uh, expertise for, uh, for large industrial companies. Uh, we usually focus on reducing energy consumption, but also Decarbonizing energy uh, supply is uh, a main activity. And uh, to focus more on my role in this project, I was involved in the very early phase of a pre-feasibility study, uh, where uh, as a sort of result of the uh, increasing uh, supply of renewable energy, which uh, causes more uncontrolled uh, power on the grid. Uh, so sometimes there's more power, sometimes uh, there's less power available. Uh, we started to uh, uh, investigate if we could use the surplus of electrical power at certain times um, to decarbonize the steam supply at the Dow to Nuisance site. Uh, and so, so it's uh, rather important to have instead of fossil fuel uh, steam generation to switch to electricity as a source for uh, steam production and MVR was one of the options uh, we investigated uh, at that time to uh, well, have waste heat waste steam that's available at the site to upgrade that with MVR to uh, levels pressure levels where they could be used uh, again so that was like in the pre-visibility study and later on in the project we were also involved in working out the the concept to the the the, the, the level that was required for the to get into the real pilot project and uh, at the end also when the pilot the, the project was running the plant was running we did also the monitoring to uh, well, to investigate the, uh, the efficiency of the unit and also to uh, calculate and measure how much energy was saved by uh, applying MVR to the steam supply of the Dauter Nuisance site. Thank you, Renee. The next question is for you, Ulrich. Can you introduce Atlas Copco Gas and Process and also explain what you bring to the table in terms of experience in the area of steam compression. Yeah, thank you, Kyla. Uh, Tyler. Thank you, definitely. Um, Atlas Copco is a Swedish company. Headquarter is in Stockholm, is an is a international company, and we are one division inside Atlas Copco Gas and Process. And uh, yeah, we are operating globally through seven factories where we design and build um, our equipment, which is uh, oil-free intergaligiers and fuel compressors, also known as API 617 Chapter 3 machines or API 672 for the air compressors. As well, we have a non-geared compressors for air and petrochemical applications such as polyethylene, polypropylene. 
As well, we do have all three screw compressors for boil off gas applications in LNG, and we have centrifugal pumps according to API 610. So we are dealing with gases and liquids. And uh, once we delivered our machine and it is accepted by the customer and in operation, we maintain the equipment through our dedicated service organization with a global reach 24 7. Um, in general, Atlas Copco Gas in process, we have supplied about maybe 8,000 machines over the last uh, yeah, almost 40 years and which are exposed to yeah, sometimes cryogenic temperatures, minus 250 recently, elevated temperatures up to 400 degrees C, high pressures 200 bar, uh, low mole weights, hydrogen is of course interesting and, uh, and driver power around the 40 megawatt. When it comes to the steam compression, which are also yeah, called the MVR, mechanical vapor recompression, our turbo machines, they have been used also for decades in, in the chemical and food processing industry and are applied here in drying process, like for salt and sugar, also maybe water desalination. Um, important to note for sure is here that we can deal with low pressure, low inlet pressures, even in the vacuum. Uh, which is not the case with the so-called MVR vents. And um, yeah, with the ability of ha having single and multi-stage compressors in the intergilligear type, we can also yeah, compress the steam uh, to higher pressures, uh, up to 20 bar. We have, uh, we have supplied uh, temperature levels 300 degrees C, and we can apply interstage cooling with a concept through so-called de-superheater to make sure that the power consumption is uh, yeah, reduced and uh, the steam flow in a way is, is uh, maximized. Yeah, that in a glance, the, uh, what, we, what we bring to the table here. Yeah? Thank you. So Ulrich, um, to continue on, you know, Peter and Renee already touched on it, but can you add your perspective on the feasibility study that was performed? Yeah, as I already uh, mentioned uh, by Rene, the driver for the project was to find uh, options to, to use more sustainable energy. And we, we selected mechanical steam compression as a good option because we have in the Tenusa site, we have during a big part of the year, we have low pressure steam and access. We, we use uh, in, in colder periods of the year, we, we use low pressure steam for steam tracing and for heating of buildings, but that, that is not needed in, in, in the warmer periods of the of the year. So in, in the feasibility study, we searched for the best options for the increasing the steam pressure and, and which equipment would be the best solution for doing that. And, and, and what we learned from the study is that it would be more economically uh, interesting to have bigger flows and perhaps also higher pressures than the the pressures and the flow rates of the current pilot unit. But we wanted to, to test the technology uh, as as a major um, reason for building a pilot unit. And um, with 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 a smaller unit, we also reduced a little bit the capital the capital investments. So Peter. Why did Dow select a centrifugal steam compressor for this process? Yeah, we learned from the feasibility study after a search on the internet that there 
also what Ulrich already mentioned that in, in food and, 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 and paper industries, there was already steam compression in use, but, but uh, those units were acting on low pressures. So just above uh, the atmospheric uh, pressure. And for use at Dow with, with our pressures, it would be not uh, possible to use equipment like blowers and things like that because the pressures are too high. And um, so we searched for other types of equipment and uh, we found that uh, a reciprocating compressor would be a good option specifically for the pilot unit. But if we want to upscale later um, the, the, the limit for the flow through a, a recip compressor was already reached. So it would mean automatically that if you would do more, then it would automatically mean that you need to install more units, which makes it a little bit more complicated and costly. So we found that the centrifugal compressor was a, a very good solution, and uh, e there are two options in between bearing, so a one shaft uh, compressor, but that would be an option would be economically less interesting compared to the integrally geared centrifugal compressor like we bought now one from Atlas Copco. Uh, thank you. Uh, so Ulrich, uh, what are the key compressor design features to support a process such as this one? Yeah, as you know, the characteristic of the integrally geared uh, compressor is the, is the overhang arrangement of the impeller on the pinion shaft ends uh, compared to the to the single shaft it has the ability to uh, have uh, two stages or two impeller opposite of each other on on one shaft rotating with the same speed and uh, also by this arrangement um, it is it is uh, included that the compressor bearings are identical to the rotor so there is no separate so separate uh, how to say bearings uh, required um, in addition, there is this um, possibility to have the interstage cooling after each stage of compression. In the case of steam, of course, it is the, the water injection, also called the, the superheating, together with knockout drums, which uh, helps to save energy. Um, those are the, basically the, the key features, um, which is uh, together with the inlet guide vanes um, and, and shaft sealing that forms the, basically the, the machinery heart. Um, overall, it's not a new technology. And over the recent decades, you can say that these integrally geared compressors have been applied in more and more in, in, the, in the industry, especially also in the chemical and petrochemical industry. And, and the, the advances are, let's say, or the benefits are, it's a kind of a simplest, simple simple arrangement. It's reliable, light, lightweight, and, and compact, um, and uh, yeah, less capex intense, and uh, which, which made this equipment quite popular over the, over the years. And we also predict that this will help in the future also for other decarbonization or the efforts or projects in the world. Thank you, Ulrich. So, Renee, uh, let's assess the, the outcome of the MVR project at Ternusen. Um, can you explain to us what the results were in the terms of uh, energy saving and CO2 reduction? Yeah, thanks, Tyler, for your question. I think uh, the short answer is the results are very good. Uh, and to uh, 
explain that a bit. Uh, in a full year of operation, uh, we could just upgrade over 13 tons an hour of low pressure steam to the 12 bar G uh, steam level, which Dow uh, produces now uh, also with uh, natural gas fired boilers. Uh, by producing this amount, it sums up to a yearly uh, total of 108 kilotons of steam that was produced with the MVR just in 12 months time. Uh, and if we compare the production of this amount of steam uh, with the current uh, and the previous uh, way it was generated like in a natural gas fired boiler, this, this uh, production with the MVR would avoid over 10 million cubic meters of natural gas on a yearly basis. And at the same time, uh, it also helps to decarbonize the steam supply of Dow and the CO2 reduction, which is involved in this, is around 18 kilotons uh, of CO2 a year. And what's important as well, uh, we upgrade steam uh, by an electrical driven compressor, so we need electricity to uh, power the compressor. Uh, if we compare how much energy is uh, used to drive the compressor and compare that with the steam we generate, uh, we see that we need a factor of 7.5 less uh, electricity than the steam we generate. So for uh, one, uh, sorry, for seven and a half megawatt of steam we produce, we just need one megawatt uh, of electricity. Uh, and in the heat pumps, which is this MVR is actually a kind of a heat pump, we use the term COP, the coefficient of performance, where we compare the like the thermal output with the electrical input. And this MVR has a COP of 7.5, which is a well, very good achievement and leads to well a good decarbonization of the power supply, the steam supply of the Dow site in Tanusen. Thank you, Rene. So, Peter, what, what were the most significant lessons learned for the potential of low pressure steam via mechanical vapor recompression? Well, we found that this technology is very suitable for, for saving energy, which is which is captured in, in, in low pressure steam, which we sometimes have an access on the side. So. The, the only alternative with the low pressure steam, if we would not have this steam compressor, is to, to, to condensate it or to blow the steam simply into the air. And in both cases, we, we, we waste quite a lot of energy. And a second item which we found specifically for this unit is that because of the, 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 the stable, stable uh, steam systems we have at the, at the Dow site, uh, we found that that the controllability of the of the compressor unit is not so important for us. So because of the stable pressures in the steam systems, we 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 never had a reason to to adjust something on the controls of the of the steam compressor. But that's uh, something we have learned in our case, but that might not be similar for for other customers in the future. Thank you. So uh, Ulrich and Renee, um, in the bigger picture, what lessons learned can other operators in the oil and gas industry take from this MVR project? Yeah, if I may go ahead. Um, yes, uh, thank you for the question, Tyler. Um, 
lessons learned in the bigger picture is it's a nice template to show uh, to demonstrate that uh, that you can make reuse of the steam since steam is a very important energy source of course for the chemical industry um, and here it was demonstrated that using waste steam from in this case for well, cooling water uh, can as a, as a low carbon energy source is an option for decarbonization and to replace fossil fuel burning and creating uh, creating heat so um, like like uh, also Rene was referring to uh, the savings on natural gas and uh, with that the co2 emissions are certainly uh, supporting the business case uh, yeah for sure significant and of course the calculation depends on where you are in the in the world but Considering considering savings of natural glass, gas like 10 million uh, cubic meter per year and uh, 18,000 uh, tons of CO2 should support the business case and and help um, to uh, yeah help investment to to go in this direction. Thank you, Ulrich. Uh, how about you, Rene? Uh, Ulrich, thank you already for uh, giving uh, part of uh, the, the view on the, the bigger picture. I think it's it's quite uh, good to know and also for the, the, the readers uh, of the magazine and also the listeners to this podcast uh, that many operators in the oil and gas industry have production sites where there are in, in imbalances in the steam grid. So you have on one side excess of low pressure steam but on the other side, you have a demand for higher pressure steam. Uh, and what also is quite often the case that there are waste heat streams that are not used anymore because there's uh, no demand for that level, but we can uh, create steam from the waste heat, low pressure steam and upgrade it with the MVR to the right pressure level. And in this way, the MVR pro, uh, provides an, an energetic and economic solution by upgrading low pressure steam to usable pressure levels. And I think it's good to mention that, especially with the production sites where there are exothermic processes, this can lead to a, a strong reduction in the carbon emissions and energy cost of a site. And I think, uh, especially today, the soaring energy prices and the limiting budgets for the CO2 emissions all around the globe to really support business cases for electrification and especially for MVR. Thank you, Rene. Again, we'd like to thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today to speak about this project and the benefits that came about. Uh, we sincerely appreciate it. Lastly, we want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Thank you.